Hello, welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is uh, July 23rd. Andy, we're on season three, episode number 35. This is the music segment, or we call it the songs. Songs. Yep. Yeah. So we do an album review. We cover some uh, updated tours, concert, music releases, uh, things like that. No sports whatsoever. It's strictly songs, music. Heavy metal related only. Yep. Yep. Well, where should we start today, Andy? Well, just a couple things. I was, I was going to, I'll run down my, uh, some new releases and concerts first before we get to the big album review. Perfect. Um, first of all, I don't know if you remember last week we mentioned December 10th, Medina, Hairball. Both Dan and I will be there, and you know the rules. If you want an autograph, bring your own Sharpie. Pictures are five dollars each. Five dollars each. Yep. Uh, some new album releases. I'm gonna. Some of these might need not be bands you've heard of. They're kind of like these collaborations. So we'll kind of go over some of those. Yep. Uh, a new band, uh, Clean Break, coming home. Their album. In it is uh, James Durbin, who was the lead singer of Quiet Riot after Kevin Dubrow left, and also Robert Sweet and Penny Richardson from Striper are in this band also. Uh, there's another band out called Iconic, which has got Michael Sweet from Striper in it. Another project he's doing, Iconic, a very good one. I'd look that up. Speaking of Striper, they have a new single out called See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Um, and also, they will be coming to tour in Minneapolis September 18th at the Caboose. So, three really? guys, Stri- the Caboose for Striper. The Caboose? September 18th. It's a Sunday. A little small, intimate setting there. That's awesome. Yep. And like I said, they're doing other projects. These guys, Striper also did an album a few years back uh, where they covered other bands' tunes. So that was kind of nice to hear. I hate to say, hear Striper sing non-Christian songs. That, I don't mean that as a bad thing. But it just showed their musical range. They're in these other bands that aren't Christian bands per se. So they got more musical range than that. So give them more credit than the black and yellow stuff you see on TV. Oh, yeah. Um, John Norm of Europe has said that they're writing and currently working on a new album for 2023. The band Europe right now has been in tour in Europe with other bands right now, so they're still kind of active out there, and they're working on a new album, so keep an eye for that. Um, my girlfriend, Nita Strauss, like I said, she was supposed to be at Rockfest and pulled out at the last minute. Um, she put on Instagram, hey, I'm pulling out. Nothing's wrong. I'm fine. I'm healthy. Just nothing with that. Uh, she's left. Touring with Alice Cooper. She canceled all her solo shows. And two days later, she was on, I think it was Fallon or Kimmel or one of those. She is now recording and touring with Demi Lovato. So look for that. And a new album coming out next month from that. Megadeth has a new album coming out. The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. Uh, September 2nd on their website, megadeth.com. They got two LP set coming out there. Skid Row minus Sebastian Bach has a new album coming out called or new single called Tear It Down. You can find that on their social media sites. And also uh, Anthrax has a new one called a Live LP XL available on Apple Music. Anthrax fans. And speaking of, you've heard the rumors, you've seen it all. Pantera is getting back. Andy, Pantera can't get back. Uh, Dimebag Daryl's passed away. Dead. Two of the four guys are dead. Charles Benton of Anthrax is filling in as a drummer, and Zach Wilde from Black Label Society is going to fill in for Dimebag. Really? So I didn't know this. So the Pantera tour, if you see a new stuff come out, new songs come out. Zach, Zach, Zach Wilde. Wilde with his kilt and everything. 
we'll be back out there. So with all that said, Dan, I kind of a little segue if you pay attention. I didn't mention someone in there. It's going to kind of segue into your album review because I got some notes on that later too. Yes. But what do you got for your album review, sir? The week, album of the week review is Winger, but not their debut album. It's their second album. In the Heart of the Young. Here, I'll I'll show it here. Yep. So if you remember this, uh, In the Heart of the Young was Winger's second studio album. Actually, some people called it Winger 2, kind of like Led Zeppelin 2. It's Winger 2, but really In the Heart of the Young, uh, released by Atlantic in 1990. Released July 24th, actually, 1990, which means, which means, Andy, we got the 32nd year anniversary of this tomorrow of this drop. CD was dropped 32 years ago tomorrow. Bo Hill produced the album. And it says here, I'm reading on a Wikipedia, although coming out at the decline of the glam metal scene in the U.S., the release was a commercial success, prompting additional touring by the group. So, you know, glam metal was was wrapping up here, 1990. Yep. But they did well. This went platinum. This album went platinum. The album uh, produced such hits such as Can't Get Enough, Easy Come, Easy Go, and miles away. According to Kip Winger, Kip Winger can't get enough and easy come, easy go were late additions to the track listing written because it felt there was not enough rock songs songs on the album. The album itself peaked at number 15 on the album chart. So those, they, uh, they kind of had the uh, everything done here, ready to go. And they said, we need some more rock. So they added two more late hits. Now, Opposite of that, uh, I did some. I did some uh, uh, reading, and and there was two songs, "All I Ever Wanted" and the song "Never," did not make the final album because the producer Bo Hill said he actually found them too heavy for the winger sound, so they scrapped those. Both were originally released as B sides. "All I Ever Wanted" was later released as a bonus track on the Japanese pressing of the album, while the song "Never" was later released on the demo anthology. So in two cases, Andy, there were songs that were too heavy that had to be scrapped. Yep. And then they had two songs on because the album wasn't heavy enough. So they were trying to find that fine, that fine line. And, and Bo, you know, Bo, Bo Hill worked on that. Now, Winger followed the release of this album with a 13-month world tour, playing with some other heavy metal groups such as Kiss, The Scorpions, Extreme, Slaughter, and ZZ Top. A collection of music videos with the same title was released the following year in two separate VHS volumes. So for those uh, with the VHS collection, anyone out there have the, the Winger VHS volumes one and two? I, I think that would be rare. That would be a good find, yeah. Uh, but let us know in the comments section below this if, if uh, you or anyone you know have that. Musically, in the Heart of the Young followed closely in the footsteps of the band's first album. The members, however, also made some notable changes in comparison to that, particularly the new emphasis on both progressive rock elements and sentimental ballads. And so Winger's kind of known for that, the sentimental ballads, rather than just They may have a couple, two, three on each record. Here's a track listing. Yes. Can't Get Enough, song number one. Song two was Loosen Up. 
Song three, Miles Away. Song four, Easy Come, Easy Go. Not to be confused with the Tesla right. song. Very different songs. I like that one. I like that one, too. Song five is Rainbow in the Rose. Song six is In the Day We'll Never See. Song seven is Under One Condition. And they wrap up the final four songs are Little Dirty Blonde, Baptized by Fire, You Are the Saint, I Am the Sinner, and In the Heart of the Young. So in total, you know, it, it's it's 43 minutes, 35 seconds long, this album. I reviewed it again just yesterday, and I do feel that some of these songs are a little long. Yeah, that's kind of his drawback, yeah. These these songs uh, could be easily three three and a half minutes long, and they seem to uh, to go on with a larger or longer outro or another you know rehash of the chorus, and it, it seems to drag on to some extent. That's the only thing I, I didn't really like about it. Uh, here's the band members: Kip Winger, Reb Beach. Now Reb Beach, the lead guitarist. Uh, you may have some more information on him. Very good. They also use on guitars and keyboards Paul Taylor and Rod Morgenstein on drums and percussion. Now, the additional musicians on this is Paul Winger and Nate Winger are backing vocals on this album. They're brothers of Kip. Okay. And now Kip's Kip's real name, I believe, is Charles Winger. Charles Frederick Kip Winger. And so they're all brothers. They grew up, they were born in Colorado and uh, very... All very musical, musical, but uh, Chuck Charles or Chuck went by the name Kip, and they worked with, you know, they they these guys worked with Alice Cooper in the past. I think it was Paul Taylor and and Kip Winger were in Alice Cooper for two albums. Both of them left. Kip Winger started the new band called Winger, and actually it was Alice Cooper that says, "I think you stick with the name Winger." They wanted to they wanted to name their band something else, did they? No. They, I mean, they did, but they stuck with Winger. They went with the last, kind of and Slaughter with the last name. Oh, yes. Yes. So they worked with Alice Cooper. Um, you know, where did Reb, Reb Beach went on? Where did he go on and end up playing after this? He, he's, I, he's still around, this guy. Yeah, I've, I've heard the name around. I'm trying to picture where I or remember where I hear him from. I've heard his name on different albums before. Very talented man. And here's the... And last of all, I got the singles. The singles was Can't Get Enough, released in June of 1990. Miles Away was released in November, just after Thanksgiving of 1990, the song Miles Away. And then Easy Come, Easy Go was December 30th of 1990. Now, this isn't, I I wouldn't call this one of my favorite albums by any stretch of the imagination, but Winger's got some good stuff. They've got some good music, a little more progressive on this album. You know, they made those, uh, those video releases, uh, the music videos, not bad, but I think Andy, you've said this before. Good to have on maybe on a road trip playing in the background yep. by doing some homework or something. You know, it's 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 not your top level, top notch rock music, yeah. but it's good. Two uh, thousands, Rub Beach was in White Snake. That's where I heard him from. Oh yes, White Snake. He went on and joined White Snake, and I think to the this day, yeah, he's still with them and does solo stuff. Yeah. He's been playing in White Snake so long in the last 20 years that I read somewhere that he's actually the longest longest member other than David Coverdale right. to ever be in White Snake, the longest tenured person. That I found interesting. Um, getting back to the Kip Winner stuff, like you said, he did work with Alice Cooper 
from 86 to 89. Then again, in 2011, he did some stuff with Cooper. Other bands that Kip Winger's worked with and done stuff on, if you look at the albums, you can find back. Bob Dylan, back in 88, he's on a Bob Dylan album. He was with Kicks in 85. And in 1987, oh, yes. and in 1987, Twisted Sisters, Love is for Suckers. He was on that one also. And also, and when you hear this song, this all kind of, to me, where the pieces all go together. There was an 80s metal tribute to Journey, an album done in 2006. And the song he covered, Sunder My Love by Journey. He did. But that is right in Kip Winger's wheelhouse when you say how he does a lot of ballads and stuff. I kind of compare Winger's music a lot to like Journey. Yeah. Some rock, some rock ballads, power ballads, whatever I call it. So when they said Winger did Send Me Your Love, softer song. when he did Send Me Your Love, that's right in his wheelhouse. So I got to look that album up and get that. That to me would be a home run on his part. That's right there for him. Like I said, I've had no beef with Winger. I've made fun of Winger. We've all kind of kidded with Winger. Um, kind of like you ever hear about a Kip Winger cover band. Um, and also, there was a lot of bad blood with Winger around the time because of Beavis and Butthead. Stuart, the neighbor, you know, Beavis and Butthead had their, had their ACDC and Metallica shirts. Stuart had a Winger shirt. And Kip Winger for a while really blamed that show for killing him popularity-wise. Because he was he was kind of that third wheel, Stuart, not that popular. The kid, the, I'm not that played. popular, and he had the Winger shirt. And Kip Winger for a while held held a grudge against uh, them for uh, that. So I, I that we've all gotten older, we all got over it from what I've heard. But for a while, he did have a bad taste for uh, the guys from Beavis and Butthead and that for Mike Judge is his name from Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, he had Mike kind Judge. of a bad taste as well, but. I got no problem with Kip Winger's songs. Like I said, I kind of compared the journey a little bit. Um, Winger, and you look at it, from Alice Cooper, Kicks, Twisted Sister, and Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. But just, yeah, Shadow even reminded me of the Bob Dylan one. Um, no, I think the Kicks, when he was in Kicks, that kicked off his career. The song that he wrote in while yeah. he was with Kicks got Yeah, Midnight started. Dynamite was, was the album. And then that was the album. Yeah. That's it. it. Yep, and he that was helped do a little work on Love Us for Suckers. I just kind of came across that like five minutes before he came on, so I haven't looked at what if he did one song to help produce, write what he did. But Love Us for Suckers by Twisted Sister is a very underrated album. I kind of like that one. And Kicks, Kicks spelling yeah. is K-I-X, by the way, for yeah. those the younger yeah. listeners want to look it up. Uh, they they weren't around that much, but I remember their song Cold Blooded. When you hear that, everybody in the eighties probably heard that song Cold Blooded. Oh, that was Kicks that did that. You know, we've all heard the song on the radio every now and then, but you don't know who it is. You couldn't pick them out of the crowd, but that's them. Um, now, Kip, Kip Winger was dating Rachel Hunter. Yes, right? and she left him for Rod Stewart. And then got married to Rod Stewart. And then Kip Winger was married again after he found his true love. But, you know, five or six years later, she was killed in that car accident. Right. So he became, you know... The, the widow back then, and now I think he was married again and then divorced. Married and divorced but... since, yeah, but I forgot he was with Rachel Hunter for a while. Rachel Hunter. So you look at, he, he worked with Alice Cooper. He dated Rachel Hunter. He's up there on hero icon status right there, man. That's top ten. Yeah. You dated and Rachel these, Hunter. All these guys, and you know, Paul Taylor's been around as well. Yeah. Uh, so he's that great. Kip Winger is one of those, like I said, you want great I refer to it as sing-along songs. Yeah. Um, 
Easy Come, Easy Go, Miles Away. Good sing-along songs, to, in my opinion, in the car. Granted. Popular at the, at the dance halls, yeah. popular in the bars, the dance halls yeah. and things like that. It's, uh, you know, playable, very radio-friendly type of stuff. Yeah. Some of the deeper tracks uh, I liked as well, but it didn't really pull me in. Uh, there's some good there's some good music on there. But. It's good background music as you're working on your blog for the show or doing other stuff. It's nice background music where you're not, you got to stop and sing along all the time or wait for a certain verse. It's just nice music in the background. And I was going to pick, you know, their debut album. We'll cover that down the road, but yeah, uh, that's the common one. That's the one everyone knows, and that's why I selected the second one, this uh the sophomore album yep. here for this group. Yep. And like I said, he just got on the end of the glam metal hairband stuff because he was with a lot of those bands. So he shot out on his own. And then grunge came and he just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Um, he was, some people called him, had a beef with him in the beginning because they thought he's just a studio musician on his own now. Because a lot of the bands at the end, that's what it was. Guys like him. Yeah, uh, Ronnie Keown, he went on his own from the band, did his own solo stuff. Um, same sort of thing, but Kip, he'd been in the back before. He had enough enough hooks in the business to help him out. He heard with Alice and with Dee Snider and those other guys. He had a good go. I speak of Alice Cooper. That was my connection. Nina Strauss works with Alice Cooper. Now she's going on her own. I'd like to look at the other band. You see these, okay, try not to talk sports, but coaching trees, other assistants. Make, I want to see what guitarists have left Alice Cooper's band and gone on to solo careers. Because we've covered two today with Nita and with Kip Winger. Yeah, that's – How many of the guys have left Alice And Cooper? Alice Cooper's been around for so right. long. But it's not the same type of group of guys. Uh, it's been kind of a revolving door over the years, and these guys have all spun that off. That might be an episode coming up here we'll have to work on. Coaching tree. I'd like to see – the coaching tree uh, for yeah. Alice Cooper session guys, uh, the, the band yeah. members, where they've gone and who they're connected to. Cause it's a big, it's a small world. 40, actually. Years uh, we've covered. These, they're all got to be some, some names in there besides the two we covered today. There's gotta be other names in there. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I got for Ringer and for new that's albums coming for, out, new songs coming out. We put a lot of that on our social media sports and songs one on Facebook. Look it up there. You'll see a lot of that stuff on there. Now, now, Andy, it's going to be county fair yes. time coming up. And a lot of these county fairs have some good acts. They've got some good musical shows booked. Yep. But the state fair is has got some. Uh, who are the headliners for the state fair this year? At the uh, I do not have that page with me. That's in the other room. Wasn't it? We, we had it a while Allison Chain. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good names on there. I'm going to put the updated list up next week on uh, the social media, on the Facebook, and on Instagram. So I still have a couple of holes that are filling in for State Fair, and we'll list them all. We'll list the comedians, the country music, the dance, 80s bands getting back together. We'll put it all on there because we all had our closet favorites, you know. Um, so we'll look for a yeah. full list of that on there for the State Fair coming up. Yeah, there was a lot of big to me, big names, meaning big for the State Fair. Because, yes. you know, it's like, wow, I didn't, they played a State Fair. This Is, is this a start of a comeback for them? Because – why aren't they playing the the casinos or the caboos like Striper is? Why are they playing the State Fair? I don't know. Would you consider playing the State Fair gig above playing like Mystic Lake or the caboos or something like that? Or equal? Well, I think it's I think it's because it's an outdoor yeah. setting. It holds a little more weight yeah. uh, and larger crowds. Yeah. Right. But 
It's the same. It's it's still that same um, rodeo. It's it's your casinos. It's your county. It's your state fairs. It's these are not touring bands on you know and international tours. They're playing um, episodes like this, but I think you know Allison Chains outdoors at the state fair at the so grandstand uh, would be a show. I again, would. when they play the state fair, they weren't in Fargo the night before, Milwaukee the next night. They've had a couple of days to get ready for this. They're juiced. They're ready to go. They're not exhausted from six shows in five days type of thing. You know, yeah. so that's why the state fair shows are really good like that because these bands are are ready for it. All right, well that's all I've got for today. Anything else? I uh, know just. Uh, Monday, I kind of dip in a little sports preview here. Jason Inc. and I together Monday on Instagram. Uh, lots of news in WWE coming out this weekend. We'll be covering that in full on Monday. That and our other social media looks. Also, Tim Rose. Hall of Fame inductions tomorrow. We'll be covering that on the next show, too. You know, Jim Cott, Tony Oliva, local connections going yep. in uh, on the big yep. stage. That should be fun seeing some uh, local press there. Get a lot of cover. I know Tony O's getting a lot of love down there. He's baseball world loves Tony Oliva and Jim Cott. So we should get a lot of fair good press from Minnesota down there this week. Awesome. All right. Have a good week, everyone.